Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another exciting show. And today, I am coming to you from the Command Center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute as I open the vault to once again retrieve another valuable piece of information that is going to be in this show. As we name this show, you don't need leadership genes to lead like a pro. Imagine that. How many times people... When it comes to leadership, we'll think that they are not cut out for this and they'll give you the reasons why. What have you heard some people say as to why they don't think they should be the leader? You know, it's interesting that I've seen this, I use the word phenomenon kind of carefully here because it's not necessarily a phenomenon, but I just couldn't find another word right off my of the, of the bat. So I use that word. But it's interesting that I have seen people in various situations who were given an opportunity to be a leader for, for whatever reason. They might be a part of a group and someone say, okay, I'm going to assign you to be the leader of that group. What, what do you find what do you normally see happen sometimes? This is what I see. Some people, they immediately withdraw. They will say, you know, I am not that kind of person. I, I don't have it within me. And, and they may not use that word, but they'll say, no, 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 no. Pick somebody else, right? Pick somebody else. Isn't that how, I mean, I don't know if that's been your experience, but I know I've experienced that a number of times. As a matter of fact, can I be open and honest and transparent? I have had occasions in my life, in my earlier years, where I have been given opportunity or opportunities to be the leader of something, and I have quickly said no. And and me saying no is not necessarily because I don't think I had it within me to lead But part of that was kind of my upbringing. I was taught that it's best to play down your skills, your abilities, right? Because to do so, to not do so, is prideful. You are full of pride. And so it's almost like the opportunities that I would get, I would immediately say no, not because I don't think, like I said, I can, I could have done it, but it's because I felt like, Kingsley, watch your pride, 
Watch your pride. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't be like everybody else who are so arrogant, think they are something and somebody. Look at them, right? And that's the kind of mindset that I had because that's what I was taught. And it's not to say it's wrong in the way that I was taught. Because the idea behind that was, Kingsley, you want to act in a manner of humility. Let humility be one of those traits that you you have. And granted, I believe it's true. We all need to have humility as a very, very pronounced trait in our lives, especially as leaders who are going to make a difference and succeed where others failed, as I wrote in my book, The Immortalagent Leader. But what happened was it can be taken, and in my case, was taken to the extreme, where I would immediately say no. And I find sometimes those individuals who are saying no, like I did, could possibly be extraordinary leaders, really could make a difference because number one, they had that sensitivity to other people and wanted to be humble in their approach. And that by that, by that they are wanting to put others first, which is one of the earmarks or hallmarks of leadership, right? But but I, it didn't it didn't serve me well in some times in some areas of my life. Looking back, I, I wish there was, there was points of my life that I had said yes much earlier on. Now I had to work through that. I had to work through that mindset, and maybe it is a mindset that you might have to work through because it may still, even though you are a leader or see, because by default, possibly as a parent leader or as a person that have been, you know, just chosen to be a leader or you were there first. And so others who have come later on have to have joined in. And you have, of course, you're the leader because you are helping others to get caught up with the system, know what's what to expect and all those different things. So you're, de- you're the, in a sense, the designated leader, right? I I used to watch, well, I watched until they no longer show, which I'm, I, I don't know why, what happened. But there was a show that I watched, and my wife and I really enjoyed watching this show. We, we would look forward to playing on the, on, 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 you know, when you have the on-demand, right, where you could go and pick a show that you didn't have to watch when they say, you watch it when you wanted to. And there's this show called The Designated Survivor. Do you know about, do you know of that show? Have you ever watched that? Maybe it's not a show that, as I know... Some of you, my listener, is are in other countries, and so you may not have that as a show that shows up on your on your cable or on your television. But but I, I used to watch that show, and what I loved about the show was the the person that became the president. Right, he was the president of the United States, not because he was chosen and had to compete and won the presidency. Because when what happened was there was, was a uh, the the Congress was blown up, right? There was a, a terrorist attack that killed everyone else, and he was the person that was hidden as a designated survivor. So, in case of a something as tragic or as a crisis, or you know, in this case, the terrorism terrorism, then that person who was set aside in that safe place, right? 
who where everybody was that one person had to be, be set aside, he was, and he became the designated survivor. Now, now the person who played the role of this designated survivor is one of my favorite television actors. He he also starred in at one time what was known known as Twenty Four, right? Twenty Four Hours, and it was just called Twenty Four. I would love to watch the show as well because the the persons who who starred in that show and also starred in the designated survivor was Kiefer Kiefer Sutherland, right? And in the designated survivor, he's known as Tom Kirkman. He was a president, and, and some people did not want to even acknowledge his presidency. They they thought that he was not. You know, he did not earn the presidency and they treated him that way as a leader. He had to fight many times to make certain people understand he was the president, regardless of how he got there. And sometimes in leadership, that is what happens, right? You have to. And and, and here's where I think it's so tricky. It's so tricky because you don't want to somehow come off as heavy handed I am the leader. You better understand this and follow instructions and orders because I am. And so he walked a very tight rope. He had to have a balance there because he he understood that he was, by default, became the president. But he also wanted people to recognize and respect the office he now occupied. But he was chosen as that. And, And so he, again, became that by default. And, and I find that sometimes in leadership, people are become that by default and they just don't know what to do or they just don't know how well to lead. And inside of them, maybe you might find yourself in that place where there's this question, you know, this whole idea of imposter syndrome. Have you ever dealt with that where you feel like, you know, somebody one day is going to truly find out that I'm not what I think, what what they think I am? And I think in every level of leadership or entrepreneurship, where you are the person leading the way at some point, you're going to have this feeling of imposter syndrome where you 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 want it to like, ah, and, and sometimes it's it's an anxiety in your stomach because you're you're wondering, I wonder if today they're going to find out that I'm not as you know, who the person they think I am, I'm going to be found out. And that doesn't go, do good for leadership, right? It undermines your ability to lead because you can't be as confident as you ought to be. That's one thing when I coach with leaders and entrepreneurs about this very thing, because I have dealt with that myself. And my advantage as a licensed psychotherapist is that I can use the whole psychotherapy approach to help myself and help others as I coach them through the process of how to overcome this imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt that way? Do you feel that way? When you do, what do you do when that happens? How do you normally get through those moments? How do you work through that? I would love to know what your tips are, what you find most helpful and I would suggest that you join us in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Immortelligent Leaders, E-M-O-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, Leaders. And, and let's continue, continue the conversation there. I would love to hear how you manage and handle imposter syndrome 
or if you're still dealing with that and possibly need some help, some coaching, I hope you will reach out to me and let's see if I'm a good fit or you're a good fit for me as well and how we could I could help you in that regard. In my book, I try to cover some of those, those that very same thing, but not in, in great detail. But my book, The Immortalligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow, I kind of outlined inside there what you might need to do as a leader to work through these moments because you might see yourself as not the leader that everyone else sees. What you know is is that that picture where you look in the mirror, right? And have you ever seen that that um it's it's like a cat, right? The cat is looking in the mirror, but the in the mirror you see a lion. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, right. It is where that that cat looks like, "Oh man, that's what I want to look like." It's you know, the cat is seeing itself as bigger than life. And that is a good, to me, a good way of looking at things. See yourself bigger than you actually see, than you actually are. Now that takes nerve of steel and courage and confidence and and those things that sometimes you have to work your way up to. Because innately, we may not be that way. Our personality may not lend itself that way. And that's why when I say you you don't need leadership genes to lead like a pro, and I'll share with you in a few minutes what I believe there are five things, you know, five things I want to share with you that covers that, right? And and so, but before I get there, you know, that we're doing this whole idea of, did you know, right? Did you know series every show that I'm trying to bring something new about Jamaica? As you know, I am Jamaican. I mentioned that at the very beginning, I'm sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, so I thought it would be fun to ever show, bring up something about Jamaica that I, I want you to know, because it's a country I am from. It's a beautiful country. And I think everyone should at least at one time in their life, right, in your life, because well, when else can you do that if you're not in your life? That's, you know, we say that many times, but don't think through why we say certain things. But I believe everyone should at one point or another visit Jamaica. And really, it's a beautiful place. So I, I want to share with you today, once again, in the Did You Know segment. And then afterwards, we're going to de- do a deep dive into what I believe are five, five. Um, I'm sorry, actually four reasons why you don't need leadership genes to lead like a pro. All right, are you ready for that? So let's we let's get into the Did, did You Know segment. And then right afterwards, I promise you, we'll do a deep dive. How does that sound? I thought so. Okay, here, here we go. Did you know that Jamaica is the third largest island state in the Greater Antilles and is the only island surrounded entirely by the Caribbean Sea? Did you know that? Well, now you know. We now return to regular broadcasting of the Kings of Grant show. Okay, as promised, I told you at the before I did the did you know segment that we are going to do a deep dive. So here's one I believe the first thing that you need to know that even though you don't may not have what's called the quote 
leadership genes, unquote. Now, there's no such genes, by the way. I want to let you, I want to make sure I, I qualify by saying that just in case you're thinking that there is this gene that you didn't have and other people had, and that's why it gave them an advantage. But you, number one thing is you might be saying, I was not born a leader or, you know, I, I, I don't have the, people, have, others have the edge because they are born leaders. My friend, nobody is born a leader. Nobody is born a leader. We, we Yes, there are some people who have more the, the potential within them to quickly ascend to leadership because of their personality, because of their drive, because of how they were brought up. For example, I mentioned myself. Had I had a parent or parents who were more okay with me taking charge and and living on my best life or my full potential and would egg me on, encourage me to take leadership roles without seeing it as a prideful thing or being arrogant, I believe that I would have rose through the ranks much faster, much faster. You know, I, I mentioned before, and you may know this about me, that I love to um, look at biblical stories of people in, in the past, especially in the historical sacred book. And there's a person that who became the first king, the first king of Israel. His name was Saul. And, and and Saul, when he was chosen to be king, he really thought that he was not the right person. He said, I'm not the best person, and this is paraphrasing. He said, even my family, we're the least among all the different tribes. Why me? And 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 the sacred text talks about how he was heads and shoulders above everyone, right? He was taller than everyone. He was good looking, rugged kind of a guy, but yet he thought that, you know, others may have the quality for a leader or qualities for a leader. He did not. That's how he saw himself. As a matter of fact, when they decided to choose him as king and the Samuel, the priest, was looking around for him to say, hey, here is your king, right? <laughs> this was so funny. I <laughs> they, they, Here is your king, and they're looking around, and there's no Saul. Saul was nowhere to be found. Eventually, they found him. He was hiding. Imagine the next, the first king of Israel, the leader of Israel hiding because he he had possibly, you could say, low self-esteem. He may not may have, like myself, been taught, play it down, don't be arrogant, don't be prideful, let someone else go ahead of you. Now, these are all good things, don't get me wrong. But here he is, the brother is hiding. Dude is hiding among some trash pile or whatever, wherever he was. And they found him. There he is. There he is. Saul. I said, oh, no, no, don't. Shh, shh, shh. I'm just making this up. I'm wondering how that played out. But the point is, he was simply saying, I wasn't born to be a leader. Even my family were the least among every other tribe. Why me? Right? But eventually he became the leader, the first king of Israel. So my whole point is that it's not about being born a leader. It's developing yourself as a leader. In one of my chapters in my book, I talk about leadership is craftsmanship. And I, I talk about the point that leadership is not, a leader is not a title or a position or a role, even though that is something that's given to someone in that position, right? Title, a role. But I see it as a craft, a skill that must 
be developed. And that's the beautiful thing about leadership. It can be developed if you work hard at it. And that's one thing I do in my training, my coaching, in my workshop, in personal development, is helping leaders become the best leader they possibly can because they have to first work through some of these this garbage that we all, sometimes, many of us do have, right? So the belief is that you had to be born that way. No, you don't have to be. So you don't need leadership genes to lead like a pro and fail to lead because you're thinking you were, have to be born that way. No, hopefully that myth is shattered. <laughs> Number two, you may say I'm an introvert, right? And so you look at your personality and think that only people who are extroverts can be leaders. And, and, and for some reason, that tends to be what is out there, right? Somehow someone got ahead and, and mentioned that you, to be a leader and to be a great leader, you need to act a certain way. You need to be out there. You need to be up front and all those different things. My friend, that doesn't, is not true. Studies, research have shown that some of our greatest leaders of all times were introverts, right? They are very studious. They're very observant. They're very concise in what it is. They know what they want. They're clear about certain things where extroverts may not be. So you don't have to be an extrovert. Your personality that you have, which whatever it is, an introvert or extrovert, that is enough to help you in your leadership. Right? Now, the the third one is this, where people who are thinking that I need leadership genes because I just cannot <laughs> people is my problem, right? I, I just I just cannot I don't have the patience. And therefore, I must not have the leadership genes because I don't have the patience to work with people. They are the problems. I would be a great leader if it wasn't for people. <laughs> I know you may not say it that way, or people may not say it that way, but sometimes it would seem as if that's what they're thinking. How do I know that? Well, have you ever heard the phrase that if you want something to be done, you've got to do it yourself? Or if you want something to be done the right way, you have to do it yourself. Now, that is a bad thinking because what is the right way? Who decides what is the right way? Not because you have done it a certain way for a long time and get the results you've been getting. Does it mean it's the best way? As a matter of fact, sometimes when we, you know, in the chapter of my book where I talk about leadership is partnership, I talk about the very fact that you may have people around you who are better at certain things than you are. And I know that. And I have to be self-aware to be okay with that and be secure enough to be okay with that. What happened is when you have this mindset or when leaders have this mindset that they can only get the thing done, the task done, the project done the way they want it, only if they are involved in it. But what they fail to understand is that maybe their way get the results, but it may take a longer time to get there. Maybe it's not the best way. Maybe someone could use more automation to get the results rather than going through what we have gone through. So what happened is that when I say you don't need leadership genes, you don't have to have that 
you know, how should, I, how should I put that? You don't need to have things done your way as the only way. And, and some people who think that because they don't have that patience, that's the word they're, they're saying, I don't have the patience to work with someone, mentor people, help them through. I must not be cut off for leadership. Therefore, I don't have that genes. My friend, no. You don't have to have, there's not, that genes does not, let me just say this, that genes, gene does not exist, right? <laughs> Let's put that to rest. So the three things I mentioned is that, um, you know, people who will say that I don't have the genes, but I'm simply saying you don't need it to lead like a pro. If you can understand that you don't have to be born that way, the first thing I mentioned, you're well on your way. Secondly, if you can understand that your personality is good enough, you're even more so on your way. And if you can understand that your way is not the only way, and if you can be a bit more patient, you probably can get things done more expeditiously. You can have productivity go up because sometimes leaders are the, what I would say, the cork right, the cog in the wheel, they are the bottleneck holding things up because they feel like they have to dot every I and cross every T and micromanage. That kind of leadership, my friend, will not get you anywhere, get you into success. It may get you someplace, but not as best as you could be if you weren't that way. So you don't need the genes. You don't need to have this idea that because you were not born this way, you don't have the patience, your personality is not what everyone thinks leadership should be, that you cannot make it. No, 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 no. As, that's what I outline in my book, how you can become a pro-like leader. And I say, to be pro-like, you've got to adapt the mindset of an immortalgent leader. You say, Kingsley, what is an immortalgent leader? Or who is an immortalgent leader? An immortalgent leader, my friend, is this, is someone who recognizes, understands, and manages his or her emotions and the emotions of those around him or her and is more skilled at job performance, relationship management, and decision-making. That is what I have in mind when I mention an intelligent leader. My book talks about how to become that kind of leader, and those leaders are the ones who succeed where others failed, and those leaders are the ones who everyone loves and wants to follow. Do you want to be that leader? Well, here's what I have done. I've made possible for you to get a free printed copy of my book. And right now it's only for the United States because you pay shipping and handling. That's all you have to pay. And the book will be sent to you. You provide your address and we'll send the book to you. You can also purchase the book on Amazon, the printed book or the ebook. They're both there available. You can get that as well. But either way, my friend, I think the book is by itself very, very standalone. It can help you. But I want to be there to coach you along in the journey as well. So I've set up a Facebook group I mentioned earlier. And um, oh, by the way, if you're saying Kingsley, how do I get the book? If you go to kingsleygrant.com slash free leadership book, you can get a copy of that sent to you. 
I also encourage you to join us in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash leaders and request to join, fill out three questions, and then we'll use that to determine your, um, to, to admit you into the group based upon the fit that you, and the questions, how you answer the questions and your profile as well. But make sure you get the book. And the last thing I want to mention is I'm working on something very special that I'll tell you about more so in our next episode of our podcast, but it's where you can actually get to be a part of a mastery accelerator. So the Immortelligent Leadership Mastery Accelerator. And it's spend five weeks with me that I will help you to master to be the skills of being better at job performance, being better at um, relationship management, and being better at decision-making. How does that sound? My friend, you'll hear more about that in the next episode, so don't so stay tuned for that. Well, my friend, remember, you're one step away from your best hope. One step. That's what I want to teach you here in this podcast, which I hope you have get, you're getting. And you are intelligent to know, my friend, that we've come to the end of another episode. Sorry to say, but yes, but I'll be right back. With that said, my friend, Peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.